Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Is hair a material? Are biscuits a material? Are crystals a material? Is plastic a material? Is porridge a material? Can gases be a material? Are eggs a material? Is water a material? What do you call everything that isn't a material? <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to laugh at your question. And yet you continue to do so. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Handmade, the making podcast with real talk about materials. As ever, I'm your host, Anna Pajajski, and this episode I talked to wig maker Kat Lim about hair. We were lucky enough to be able to actually record this face-to-face in person, sitting socially distanced, in my little garden in London. Um, so a quick note to say sorry about all the windy microphones, you might also hear some... Uh, magpies having a bit of a fight and a passing helicopter in the background so you know all the usual associated dangers while recording outside uh, in central London but it was a real joy to sit down and chat to Kat about the material and craft of hair and I started by asking her how she first got into hand making with hair. I um, originally started uh, from a costume sort of background where I did um, a good degree in costume making and always sort of had an interest in headwear and millinery and I sort of veered into wigs quite in my second year I think it was where I made um, wigs with using wool and sort of bits of fabric and PVC and stuff and oh cool yeah <laughs> it was really <laughs> it was good um, but yeah obviously I didn't I, I didn't sort of venture into using hair at that point but I sort of really like the Right, this like the idea of it making foundations and you know, working with um, getting uh, working with sort of making the wigs um, as part of the whole um, piece. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, making the costume and then the wigs just, uh-huh. just go with it, sort of the whole whole uh, project. Um, so yeah, then after uni, I sort of worked in um, character costume companies, making large sort of children's tv characters and nice so yeah that it was sounds good. fun yeah it was, good. It was interesting <laughs> dressed up as a teletubby in my time <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah i really like that and sort of like this sort of sculptural side of stuff it was all sort of yeah yeah it sort of worked worked within it um but then i worked as a wardrobe or deputy wardrobe mistress in the west end and i had to look after these wigs and i was like yeah i love it i really like wigs <laughs> but i didn't really have any sort of um, refined sort of skills so I um, decided to do a um, wig making course at the uh, wig academy in Eastbourne um, where you sort of learnt from scratch sort of how to um, get the hair all sort of set 
underneath the wig and um, take a foundation, um, do a foundation fitting and um, make the wig from scratch, wow. uh, as well as sort of learning how to make hair pieces. And I think I even made a moustache as well. So it's sort of like, <laughs> yeah, everything was covered. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that was good. And then um, from that, I then got a job working for um, a company called Alex Rouse Wig Company in North London uh, that makes wigs for uh, film and TV. Uh, so yeah, I've just been been there for ten, over ten years now. I think um, so. I was sort of um, yeah, learned learned a lot there, and um, I've sort of gone down the sort of avenue of um, specialising in wig. Uh, sorry, in um, weaving hair. Okay. Sort of yeah, make hair pieces um, mm-hmm. rather than sort of full wigs. Um, what sort of film and TV have you worked on that we might have um, heard of? Yeah, so the first thing I worked on actually was um, the last two Harry Potter films, which was no very way. exciting. Yeah. That's cool. It was really good. Um, it was a cool thing to, to start off with. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was, yeah, seeing, seeing the hair piece you worked on on big screen was pretty exciting. That's cool. Mm. When Sorry to interrupt you. Mm. When you have a project like that, like what proportion of actors on the Harry Potter films are wearing wigs? <laughs> Um, quite a few, actually. Yeah. Yeah, these a lot more than I realised before I started. Right. Um, yeah. Or like even if it's not like a full wig, there'll be like little bits or okay. yeah, pieces yeah. Sort of added in to sort of make the hair yeah. sort of a fuller or... Sort right, of, um, a bit kind of caricature yeah, almost. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe they might need sort of... Um, sort of ageing they might need little bits of wisps of grey put in there or right whatever so yeah that's so <laughs> cool magic behind the scenes nice yeah 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 um, but yeah it's funny it all sort of starts off with um, wrapping their head in cling film though that's the <laughs> <laughs> the glamour yeah um, so yeah you sort of see, um, get the hair as smooth as possible and then wrap the hair in cling film and sellotape and then you sort of draw on all the <laughs> all the hairline and the, uh, the around the ears and just sort of get that create a nice sort of mould of the head which then um you sort of pop off and uh bulk it out under on a malleable head block that's made with um it's like a canvas block i think it's filled with cork maybe um and then yeah you just sort of use that you pad it out with um tissue paper and then that's that works as a sort of malleable sort of base to work on um so yeah it's um it's a it's interesting sort of seeing it from the sort of beginning stages yeah, how it totally. sort of comes together yeah 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 <laughs> um so you've got your your kind of film and tv work um but did i see online that you also kind of do your own more sort of i don't know if artistic is really quite the right word but how would you describe the other yeah, work that you so do for i think it's been about five years now so i've been doing things under the name of the posticherie which is um postiche is the french word for hairpiece so, oh, okay yeah <laughs> I'm very glamorous. Um, so, yeah, I've sort of been doing my own bits and that for of editorial um, commissions and uh, music videos and stuff. I've just sort of been um, working with um, people making bespoke pieces, um, which, yeah, it's been really good. It's sort of just on the side, but um, I'm just sort of wanting to do a bit more um, hair piece making, really, and sort of have a um, more more like an on pe- uh, online sort of posse shop that people can okay. sort of purchase their own hair pieces for like special events maybe or oh nice so it wouldn't be sort of made to measure stuff you'd do more kind of off the shelf yeah style things yeah that yeah people can just sort of um have the yeah very cool <laughs> so let's um take a little step back a bit i guess um after talking about kind of how you got to where you are now um and I'd love to talk to you about the materials that you work with. Um, obviously, hair is is one, but um, 
it strikes me. So you mentioned the obviously the Kling film and then a foundation. What what are the kind of yeah, the materials that you work with and how how do they sort of um work under the hand? Um so sort of the hair. Yeah. The hair that we use um generally use human hair, uh, which would be sourced from a hair merchant. Um okay. and they'd quite often need to sort of send them a colour sample and then they'd sort of source it and they'd sort of um yeah, they'd they'd find the hair and um get it all sort of the same length and that's how it'd work. But then there are um I must say I've I've bought hair from other places. I've um bought some from a bar a flea market in Barcelona before. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and also um my husband grew his hair quite long and he cut it not that long actually and I've I've still got that. So source source that. <laughs> um but there's uh you can also as well as human hair, there's and um, you can use yak hair, which works really well cool. um, for uh, facial facial pieces. Oh, interesting! So it's sort of got that sort of wiry texture. It right. works like well, yeah, and yeah. Especially if you you can set it on um, like uh, really s- small um, like cocktail sticks, and right. you can get like a really good sort of um, texture from that. You can nice. steam it on sticks and get um, quite interesting sort of curly textures. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it's yakka and also mohair from the Angora goat. Okay, very is, soft. Yeah, 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 really soft. That works really nicely for like, eyebrows or... Um, oh, wow, so you have to do uh, eyebrows as some, well. Yeah. Wow. Do, yeah. <laughs> it can be done. It's, yeah, quite incredible. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, getting that sort of the way it, all the hair sort of lies nicely to sort of follow the follow the growth of the hair, the yeah. eyebrow. Um Yes, yeah, so, uh, mohair is also used for um, hairlines. So we'd use that within a wig. Okay. That works really nicely just to sort of really have a nice fine sort of edge. Mm-hmm. So um, it, yeah, you don't get a hard line and yeah. no one would ever know it's a wig. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's <laughs> yeah. the whole idea. Yeah. Right? So, yeah, it's a funny one. You don't want anyone to sort of really pick up that it's a wig generally. So right. it's sort of yeah, a yeah, yeah. Hidden, <laughs> yeah. hidden thing. Do you ever use sort of synthetic materials like plastic? Um, you can do, yeah. Um, I sometimes with, with stuff that I've been working um, on for my own pastiche work, um, I do sometimes use synthetic hair just to sort of if I'm trying out ideas or just um, right, okay. just because obviously it's far easier to sort of just purchase that. Yeah, um, from is the it hair cheaper shop. as well? Or? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah, hair is it's very expensive. Okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, synthetic is good just to sort of try some bits out. Or I've been doing lots of bits with um, sort of plaiting and stuff, and that works quite well because it's sort of a bit easier to. Oh, okay. You don't get like the sort of shorter fibers. You can just obviously the synthetics all one right. Yeah. Length that sort of works well for. Um, yeah, trying out ideas, um, cool. and it can steam it as well. So you can you can set it like um, uh, human hair. But oh, okay, so the same sort of heating and yeah. moisture techniques. Yeah. yeah, some can use with you can get used. You can use them with um, uh, like straighteners and things like that. But you have to be right. quite careful. Some of them. You can't melt. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I've tried it then. Yeah, oh, some of them. Sticky mess. mess. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you can. Some of them. Like some yeah. Of the slightly more expensive synthetic hair you can use on with heat. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's cool. You can yeah do quite a lot with it. You can steam it and set it. And someone's put in like a, a pressure cooker just sort okay. of to get that sort of really set sort of um, uh shape um, yeah yeah but yeah i have been looking at other sort of because i'm really keen to try and find like ethically sourced hair it's right. all a bit of a a random thing where it all is i don't really know there's never there's nothing um there's no uh what's the word it's not 
regulated. Regulated, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's all a bit un. The second it comes off someone's head, you're not really sure where. So interesting. It comes from. Um, I read that book called Entangled. Oh yeah. Is it Entangled? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Anatale. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Um, and if I remember rightly, in that book. Um, she tries to sort of follow the... It's really about the hair industry mm. and sort of where where is it sourced um, throughout the world? Whose head has it grown on? Mm. Um, how is it collected? And then trying to follow from that point to the end consumer is, like, really difficult. And as you say, there's no regulation. There's mm. no sort of... Um, sort of set pathways for, for all of these things to travel around the world. Yeah. And it's sort of... Quite often things are marketed as human hair, but in actual fact, when sort of tests are done on it, it's sort of actually it sort of mi- it could be mixed with um, animal hair or okay. there are synthetic hair sort of, yeah, sort of yeah. put through it. So, yeah, you don't really know what you're getting um, mm. some of the time, obviously, from reputable okay. <laughs> hair merchants. It's sort of um, a different thing. But, um, yeah. yeah, it's a weird one. And also, you can get... Um, hair that might be it's sort of been sourced from um sort of rubbish dumps or just sort of combings they call it so okay. it can be sort of found and then it gets sort of um processed to such an extent that it sort of gets coated in silicon and all sorts so it sort wow. of looks glossy and luscious but yeah. then actually after a bit of but it's washing and wearing it right. it all sort of deteriorates and can oh, sort of okay. turn into a big bundle <laughs> yeah sort of matted up so yeah, it's a, it's a strange, strange thing, and it's I don't really know how it can be regulated really because once it's off someone's head, it's sort of um, yeah. I was looking into different hairs and things, and I suddenly remembered that my friend told me about um, this thing. I think it's sort of in the industry. It's known as diamond fiber. I think it's called. Okay, there's all this mad sort of distant conversation I had with her. I looked into it, and I think um, it's so it's uh, I'm not sure how you say the name, but epilay, and okay. it's the white hairs that um, are sourced from someone, like maybe a, I guess probably it'd have to be a, generally a woman, who has um, greying hair. Um, yeah. And so they pick out all the grey hairs from like the darker hair. And that's, yeah, it's called epilé, which is oh. sort of quite, quite an interesting one. And obviously very expensive. I don't know about you, but if I ever get um, like a grey hair or something, it's always a bit weird and sort of sprouts out and like a bit of a sort of coarser or something it's sort of a bit of a texture so my hair's actually incredibly thin and fine I've never noticed a coarser one mm. I've got I've got greys in my little short bits at the front here but I, I tend to cut it very short so yeah. I don't tend to notice it natural highlights something to look forward to though yeah um oh yeah you mentioned their processes um was there anything else to say about you know the use of straighteners or um drying techniques or anything like that um oh so yes we would use um a wig oven oh. if you're drying a wig cool. <laughs> yeah uh which is sort of like a heated box which okay. you set the um set the temperature to and it's just sort of like a big uh hairdryer really with sort of shelves inside nice. and you sort of it's good for um yeah just drying because if they've been washed or if you're setting something in rollers that works well to sort of just really get that nice good um sort of styled finish to it um yeah it's funny so you have to make sure um Things aren't left in the oven too long. <laughs> so a bit crispy. So don't dry out. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Um, so I haven't actually um, started using it at all, but I have been looking at um, possible sort of ethical, sustainable options yeah. um, rather than using human hair all the time. Uh, so maybe using flax fibre as it's, um, yeah, soft and sort of 
has that sort of nice human hair sort of quality. Really? Um, That's so interesting. (laughs) I think I'm not really sure if you could, um, I'm not sure how well it would style. I don't know if you can steam it like you would. I um, guess it's like cellulose, right? If it's from plants, it would be like, um, yeah, I'm sure they treat paper and other Hmm. kind of cellulose stuff with sort of steam and heat and like. Because straw, you can sort of get shape with straw right yeah willow weaving as well as like heat and water yeah it's probably similar we'll look into flax and also hemp because it's um really sustainable Ah, and it grows fast yeah yeah quite a a good one Um, that's cool is there anyone that you know of working with like hemp wigs at the moment Uh, i don't know i have heard of sort of rumors of people sort of using it um i did hear someone that uh they were a vegan and didn't want to use human hair (laughs) so they they um would only have their wigs made with um yeah hemp fiber interesting so it must work it must look fairly yeah realistic so yeah so. to get some and yeah let me yeah. know yeah <laughs> new line <laughs> yeah um do you have to dye the hair as well or yes does it come dyed um well it sort of depends it's sort of the hair that you would um if hair's donated um it has to be virgin hair which is totally unprocessed totally undyed oh, okay. So yeah. it's just sort of a clean slate to do what yeah. you need to it. Um, so, yeah, if we were sending a hair um, sample off to the hair merchant, I think, yeah, they do colour and um, source it. It's not always natural. Like, obviously, trying to find enough natural sure. hair yeah, <laughs> in yeah. a certain colour is going to be tricky. So, yeah, it can be dyed. We are, quite often, if we are doing it, we do use... Um, you can use, nat- like, what you do use on your head. Mm-hmm. Um, just pack it. Um, hair dye or um, sometimes more like fabric dylon dyes work better oh, interesting. Sort of last longer yeah because it will fade after after time but, sure mm. yeah can you talk about maybe a favorite project that you've worked on or oh. one that really stands out yeah um so per, uh, um from personal sort of, yeah yeah, uh, so one of the um, projects from with the pastiche was a sort of floor length, sort of Victorian style sort of wigs. So wow. um, it's quite yeah, it's, it was a really fun project. It was a bit um, bit of an undertaking because it had to get these long layers in. So in the end, I bought some um, Jewish wigs from a charity shop in Stamford Hill as a, as a sort of base that I sort of worked on and then made these really long sort of ladders with wefts that I just sort of um, attached with um, ribbon so it's like these long sort of pieces which when, once the hair was sort of layered on top of each other you couldn't couldn't see there was all these different lengths but yeah it was good I had I was, <laughs> it was when I was um uh living with uh, my flatmate used to be <clears throat> sorry my flatmate was a um Maker at uh, the Royal ba- uh, the for the ballet. Oh, okay. Is it the Royal Ballet? Royal ballet good? School. Um, Royal. Uh, what was it? The like Covent Garden. Yeah, um, she's making these beautiful like tutus and silk wow. dresses. These <laughs> ballet dancers, and wow. um, yeah, I was making these really long, hairy sort of <laughs> carpets on the floor. <laughs> and um, I think so, um, she was um, sort of just going about making her dress and then she, I think she put it up onto the table to sort of check the hem yeah. and there was just sort of like a sea of black hair all caught along the bottom of it and she was like um, I think you need a hoover <laughs> not ideal of, working no. <laughs> yeah. very sort of yeah different different <laughs> projects going on amazing yeah. so where did your piece end up what was the um it's, they've been used a couple of times actually for um editorial shoots oh, um cool. yeah they're still there's boxed up in my in, my cu- in a cupboard at oh, home no. at the moment <laughs> I sort of get them out every now and then just to check they're, they're alright yeah 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 because <laughs> the the Jewish wigs on the top they're, they were human hair okay 
because they looked yeah I could sort of dress them yeah and then I sort of um pin I actually think I just like safety pinned these sort of ladders into it um but yeah I sort of checked check on them every now and then check they were right <laughs> nice so that kind of that's an example of one of your projects I think that kind of goes over the line from sort of a, a practical wig solution that as you say most people would want to um not look like a wig to look like realistic yeah hair. um floor length sounds like it was supposed to be like a wow factor mm. like um yeah more of a like an artistic piece I guess yeah yeah I liked um sort of doing quite sort of extravagant sort of things mm. as well as the sort of natural yeah. natural bits where you just sort of don't know it's there sort of sure. thing so that's sort of interesting yeah <laughs> so cool Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Um, oh yeah, one of the things I wanted to ask you about was so you've talked about wig making um, and then also um, weaving techniques. Um, what was the difference between those? Um, so generally, uh, generally, wig making is um, wigs are made by knotting hair oh, okay. onto a sort of a fine like foundation, which has been made of. Um, a net almost of, mm-hmm. is a yeah a lace but mm. sort of it looks like a sort of um a sort of net sort of material which would um you sort of make it into different sections that sort of go up the head um and yeah you'd use a, a tiny little knot to knot the hairs wow that sounds <laughs> <But>, painstaking <laughs> mm, yeah yeah it's an amazing sort of yeah discipline yeah <laughs> so yeah i was it can be thicker at the at the nape um but then when you get to the top it's sort of okay. single hairs along the, wow. the hairline so yeah it's quite quite impressive to yeah how long does that take to make it um i guess ideally you need about um two and a half three weeks wow. that would be the ideal just sort of yeah amazing made but um yeah after after you knot it all, you work back through it and um, snip the roots out because oh, okay. if because um, if you have that turnover where you make the loop of the hair, um, obviously then the hair's sort of backing up on itself, mm. so it can get a bit um, sort of matted. So you go back through afterwards and snip all those snip all those uh, roots out. Amazing. So yeah, it's sort of, um, but then once that's done, you can style and dress it like nice. you would. Yeah. 
and then so that's so the knotting process is different mm. from weaving is it yeah so weaving uh, the weaving process is done on um a, like a we, using weaving sticks okay um and you have three strands of thread that you then weave the hair through um oh. in sort of like a sort of m shape sort of back and forth through yeah. these three threads and um yeah you just make lengths of weft that can then be i mean they can be used you can stitch them onto a foundation and make mm-hmm. a wig that way um but i um use that weft to make um sort of ponytail pieces you can sort of coil them up on a cord as well and once you've got okay. this strip you sort of um twist up on a cord so you get like a sort of um like a, I guess like a ponytail sort of Got, yeah. section yeah, yeah. that then can be um, made into pieces that way. Right. Um, so yeah, I really like that process of um, using the weft and for different process, different um, outcomes. Yeah. And does that overlap with sort of textile weaving as well? Um, kind of. It's not like you, you don't use anything as elaborate as a loom. It's just sort no. of literally two two wooden sticks. Okay. <laughs> but um, so you, you're just working along the sort of left to right. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, direction to get the weft you don't um there's not you don't ever have any sort of warp or anything so, so yeah. we don't yeah but um it's uh yeah i think i like the sort of pro- the process of it um and maybe coming from a sort of costume side of things i do right yeah of course um, like to um sort of use uh those sort of skills like using sure. um sewing machine and um yeah 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 uh because actually one of the uh, random purchases <laughs> I um, I uh, got over lockdown was um, a vintage um, overlocker on eBay. Oh, cool. It's really cool. It's a Japanese one and it's orange. So <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> it's pretty cool. <laughs> um, so yeah, once uh, I got that, I've just been sort of um, running bits of weft through it just to mm-hmm. sort of um, see how that would work. And it's quite good. It sort of finishes the edge and makes it a bit more sturdy. And Right, yeah. Yeah, I've just been uh, enjoying sort of tinkering with that and sort of made... Um, away it's not not nothing crazy but just a way that you can uh cut the weft because hand, handmade weft you generally can't really cut because it's sort of all on this um thread and once you cut it it's all just going to unravel uh, and okay yeah yeah there's no way to sort of um uh keep it attached but uh like um machine made weft generally is all sort of really glued and has lots of sort of um yeah, I think it's probably just glued and yeah. it sort of doesn't come apart. But um, yeah, I found a way if I, if I uh, run it through my overlocker and uh, a sewing machine a couple of times. Nice. <laughs> um, yeah, I made this sort of um, cuttable weft, which um, I think uh, could be good if people can just sort of buy it by the metre. Yeah. I think it's sort of going back to those like haberdashery mm. <laughs> days of spending and ha- day, time, uh, time spent in haberdashery and sort of buying things by the metre, like sure. fabric and stuff. So. Yeah, that's yeah, cool. Yeah, I like that idea. Yeah. Um, Shall we talk about these samples that you've plonked on the table between? I've got a few (laughs) few bits. Probably not super helpful for our podcast, but um, no, we'll we'll try and describe them out loud. (laughs) One of them looks like you've attacked a small school child and snipped her lovely (laughs) plaited ponytail off from the top of her head. (laughs) Snipped her hair. Um, Yeah. Wow. That's really long. It's like nearly two feet long. Yeah. Yeah. As long as that's um, a three stem switch. Which um, I I made sort of thirteen inches or so of um, weft that I then uh-huh. held up within a so it's got this you can see it in there like a little um, coil uh, so that's the weft in there oh wow like, so it just looks like a normal like 
plait that would be on someone's head, but on the inside there's hidden the sort of structure of it. Mm. Yeah, so oh, it's all wow. just, the weft is sort of curled, curled round this um, cord that yeah. sort of stitches you go. And then, yeah, you just sort of sew them all together and, um, yeah, make them into a into a um, ponytail piece. That's cool. Yeah, this one actually, I, because um, I'm wanting to sort of, as part of the online shop, I'm wanting to do um, maybe sort of bridal wear. Oh, so I've okay. done this one with blue thread. So it could be or something blue <laughs> hidden in there in your elaborate hairdo. Nice. Um, <laughs> yeah, I definitely want to hear about the online shop, but let's oh, yeah. just talk about this other piece just quickly. So yeah, this is um, just some some grey hair. I think this, oh, this was some hair I bought from a gentleman in Germany on okay. eBay. <laughs> um, so that was, yeah, this is some of the And he was from. just someone that would grow his hair and sell it on eBay? I think, yeah, I did sort of ask him and he wasn't overly forthcoming, so I hope it was, <laughs> it was his. I was sort of, yeah, asking questions, but hopefully, hopefully. Fair yeah. enough. Yeah. Maybe it was his hair. I don't know. Um, so, yeah, this is just some of the weft I've been making. So, um, yeah, this one is, is not plaited or anything. It's just sort of um, mm. like a thin strip of hair that's sort of attached at the top to... What is it attached to, actually? Um, it's just um, cotton thread. Oh, wow. So those would be the yeah. three threads that um, would be caught, um, sort of tightly wound around the sticks yeah. and then a pair sort of, um, yeah, It's so intricate. It. You must have amazing eyesight. Um, a I steady guess, hand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sort of get into a sort of bit of a, um, uh, what's the word? into rhythm of it it does right. go quite quickly and I think that's another thing as well I like about the weaving process I feel it sort of comes up a lot quicker and you can sort of yeah I could sort of make a hairpiece in a day whereas a wig obviously takes okay. yeah, a lot yeah. longer yeah. <laughs> yeah I like the sort of quickness of it that's <laughs> um, cool sort of yeah creating something um, sort of that you can use straight away almost yeah. Um, yeah so yeah then what I've been doing is just sort of running that through the overlocker just to get the so it just sort of keeps it a bit sort of neater and then it oh, doesn't sort of fall apart edge, as well. Because yeah. I think oh, with a bit of wear, it does sort of come apart mm. and sort of does sort of, yeah. 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 But yeah, you don't need to cut the, I never cut the roots down because I guess with um, the weaving process, you can sort of pull the hair a bit, you can be a bit more flexible with it. Oh, okay. Um, so you don't really, there's not much root there. Yeah. Um, very yeah. cool. I wouldn't even have noticed that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so you mentioned your website and you're starting to sort of mm. make um, off-the-shelf pieces. Yeah. Um, bridal stuff. What other kind of markets are you looking into? I, yeah, I don't know. Anyone that fancies... Um, bit more hair. Bit more hair, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, once I've got... Um, once, once I worked out this uh, hair weft by the meter, mm-hmm. people could sort of um, have that. You can you either sort of like clip it into your own hair or um, even make like a sort of tight sort of cornrow in your own hair and mm-hmm. then sort of stitch it on. So, um, yeah, just sort of uh, anyone that... Nice. That's it, yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> cool. Um, have you... Do people get in contact with you with a specific requirement? Or? Um, yeah, I guess they, they're... Um, like a in touch private with... customer, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I like the idea as well um, of sort of keeping the hair as a it's like a keepsake, mm. sort of like a memento of someone. Um, 
yeah, it's a niche market, but uh, there might be someone. Actually, a friend of mine has got um, a lock of um, her mother's hair from when she was a child. Okay. She's like, oh, I should give it to you. So I was like, oh, it could be nice. I'd like to sort of make it into something first so she can keep it rather than just having like a oh, ponytail like in a like drawer. An yeah, oh, like cool. sort of going back to sort of um, Victorian morning jewellery and like how they would right. keep um, sort of... Uh, locks of people's hair as a sort of loving memento rather than yeah um sort of, yeah i think it's sort of with queen victoria didn't i think oh, she, is that right? mm, she'd yeah. um quite often uh have her hair made into jewelry pieces and she'd pass it down to family members or give them presents <laughs> <laughs> um yeah it really reminds me of um in did you watch gentleman jack on the bbc mm, yes. yeah yeah um the woman Anne lister who it's based on um she used to I'm actually not sure if it was consensual. I should check this. (laughs) But she used to cut um, samples of her lover's, like, pubic hair and would keep those as a memento. (laughs) Maybe that's not the market you're thinking of, but... I know I'm going to end up with bags of all sorts, aren't I? Oh, yeah, cool. that's true. <laughs> the police are going to be knocking. Yeah. What is this? <laughs> um, I mean, there's obviously like sentimental value in, yeah. in the material, I guess. Mm. Yeah. I think another thing that um, sort of, I guess, around that time that um, people would keep locks of their friends' hair and sort of put them in scrapbooks and sort of oh, write poetry right. around them. And yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a little, yeah, yeah. memories of them. It's funny though, because. <laughs> A part of me is like, oh, it's so gross to keep someone's hair. And like, there's this funny sort of, it's a fine line, isn't it, between just a material and something that we kind of all have on our bodies. Mm. Um, and then it kind of crosses over this weird line into something that's a bit like f- freaky and like a bit creepy. Yeah, and like that was on someone's like, head. Yeah, disembodied mm. sort of uncanny valley type yeah. stuff. I guess you must be immune to that now that you just work uh, yeah. with it all the time. Yeah, I thought, obviously it was sort of a bit of a strange one to begin with, but now yeah. um, it's quite often to make the hair um, sort of tight a tighter knot or it, sometimes when I'm weaving as well, I'll just chew the hair a bit. Just okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Just to soften um, it a bit. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I think sort of um, maybe sort of the process of the saliva and the chewing, it sort of softens the keratin or something. I don't know, yeah. so it gets it a bit sort of more malleable. And um, yeah, quite often just answer the door with a tuft of hair in my mouth <laughs> to the postman. <laughs> so you sort of forget forget what, yeah, yeah, what you're yeah. using sometimes. <laughs> Amazing. Um, um, so I guess this is a material that, as, as we were just saying, you know, we all have it on all of our bodies mm-hmm. um, and a lot of it kind of ends up in the bin or in the drain or um, kind of as a waste material. Is mm. there any use for kind of waste hair? Yeah, um, I've been... Um, collecting a bag actually of bits of I've um sort of a fall on the floor and I've been making things or mm. are too short or pieces that I can't use yeah. um because yeah once you get a um ponytail of hair you have to sort of hack all the hair to get all the shorter ends out okay. otherwise um yeah it all sort of mats together yeah so yeah any sort of loose bits like that sort of that I can't use for anything I've been collecting and I'm really keen to send it off to this environmental charity in San Francisco it's called um Matter of Trust mm-hmm. and they actually um use all um sort of byproduct from barbers and um uh pet groomers and okay, yeah. um, sort of any any sort of natural hair that yeah, people yeah. Are just would generally discard they um, actually use it and make um, mats they sort of uh, put it through a needle needle felting machine so it oh, make right. these big mats of yeah. hair um, that can be used to um, help with oil spills and they put them around storm drains to stop sort of oh, pollutants wow. getting into the um, 
waterways and stuff. Yeah. So yeah, I really like that idea. So it seems like a really good good thing to do with all these. Yeah, it really loose does. Hair that I've got collecting <laughs> and a cool um, a cool application of like. I guess it's like the chemistry of hair, like the fact that it wants to cling onto oil mm. and not water. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, I guess so. so. Yeah, it sort of works really well. The um, structure of it, it sort mm. of absorbs all the um, pollutants and it doesn't sort of swell up like a sponge. It's all the um, right. oil and stuff that goes into the nooks and crannies that are on, yeah. the, on the structure of the hair. And sort of, That's so yeah. cool. It's all quite incredible. Um, actually, it has some facts. Yeah, I love some I looked up, I was like, it's so clever how they make these um, uh, sort of mats that do do so good. Uh, Sorry, is it? No, 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 good for it. Um, So, um, yeah, one filter can remove one gallon of oil from water in just two minutes. What? Yeah. That sounds like a lot. Yeah, that's what they said. <laughs> Anna from the future's coming, isn't she? <laughs> totally wrong. <laughs> um, yeah, I think it's quite cool. That's and, amazing. Yeah, and it sort of obviously works far better than any sort of synthetic thing than yeah. kind of handmade product. So, I wonder if they can reuse that. Like, do they then just shampoo the filters well, yeah, and get actually, the oil out? Yeah, I was wondering that because I then wondered what do they do with this sort of yeah. oil-laden hair? I mm. guess landfill. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the oil's quite valuable, so they... Yeah, they might bring it out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, was, I did look into what they do with it afterwards, but I couldn't actually find out what happens. But oh, yeah. I guess it's better than... Hair's better than putting some sort of, like, synthetic thing. Definitely, that, yeah. I reckon they'd probably use some sort of synthetic sponge or, mm. like, chemicals even. Yeah, I don't know. some dispersal. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, grim. Yeah. Yeah. There you go, hair contributing to the happy environment. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Amazing. So if people have enjoyed hearing about um, crafting with hair and sort of the the industry of hair, um, where can they go to find out more? Uh, Well, there's a BBC Three um, documentary. It's from quite a while ago, 2008 or something, with um, Jamelia. Oh, yes. Um, She did a documentary called Whose Hair Is It Anyway? Mm -hmm. And she went on a... Sort of process to try and find the hair that she uses in with her um, hair extensions, where it came from, and um, sort of even like who whose hair it was. And so she could look into. Um, she went and looked uh, a sign a a, um, a uh, scientist. Okay. Um, a um, forensic scientist. He oh, actually right. um, analysed her hair extensions yeah could find out sort of maybe almost like the region of where it came from and like sort the of diet. genetically mm. wow that's cool yeah sort of almost like that they could um work out that she ate a lot of fish from the proteins that were in the hair no way. and like pollutants that were in like the um those sort of heavy metals that were within the right. structure so they sort yeah. of worked out it was probably quite a polluted area that she was living in yeah. so yeah she she gets quite into it. Like she wants to find the person. They're like, it could be anyone. <laughs> but That's cool. Sort of, yeah. Oh, I'm going to watch that. That good. sounds amazing. Yeah, I just um, found it online. It's one. Yeah. Cool. And also, there's a good um, documentary on Refinery29 called The Truth About Where Hair Extensions Come From, mm-hmm. which is just on their website. And yeah, that was really interesting. And there's um, a man called Dan Choi, and he um, is trying to source hair ethically and sort of going into sort of Vietnamese communities and cutting women's hair and giving them a fair price for it because at the moment they sort of mm. are getting a pittance and it's okay. yeah mad but um yeah sort of nice. both good things to watch <laughs>
There's a helicopter circling above us. <laughs> <laughs> the perils of living in London. We often get helicopters. Sometimes they just like hover above our house for ages. Uh, <laughs> suspicious going on. Yeah. Um, and if people have enjoyed hearing about your work and want to have a look at some of the pieces, um, where can they go to see you online? Yeah, so my website is thepostichery.com and on Instagram it's at thepostichery. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, thanks so much for coming on the podcast to talk to me about hair. Mm-hmm. It's something that I don't think I really knew anything about it at all. So mm. thanks for coming to tell me oh. about it. Thanks so much, Anna. It's been great. Thank you. <laughs> so that was the amazing Kat Lim. Thanks so much to her for coming around and for speaking to me for the podcast. That's all for this week. As always, I'd be very grateful if you could like and subscribe the podcast in all the places that it is possible to do so. If you'd like to give a one-time financial donation to support the running of the podcast, you can do so at supporter.acast.com forward slash handmade. If there's any materials that you'd like to hear covered on the podcast, then do get in touch. We're at Real Talk on Twitter, that's R-I-A-L Talk. And on Instagram, we're at Handmade Pod. You can also email us at realtalkpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks as always to Dave Shepard for our marvellous cover art and to Alex Lathbridge for the music mix. Next week, I'll be joined by material scientist and author Anissa Ramirez to talk about the alchemy of us. But until then... Thanks very much for listening and I'll see you next time on Handmade. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1, only from Rust-Oleum. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.